Welcome to Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. It's easy to get bogged down in continued bad news about wars that threaten to worsen or the destructive nature of political discourse heading into an election year. But just as some people resolve to improve their habits in the new year, we'll have some words of inspiration to start 2024 off on the right foot. Whether it's eating better or avoiding arguments with loved ones, we have expert advice for setting and keeping your goals and other promises to yourself. That's coming up after the news. This is National Native News. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. A proposed local agreement between the Menominee Nation and the city of Kenosha, Wisconsin, to open a casino and entertainment complex is scheduled for a key vote this week. Chuck Kornbach of Station WUWM reports. The Menominee want to team with Hard Rock International, owned by the Seminole Tribe of Florida, to open an off-reservation gaming hall, hotel, ballroom, and restaurants along Interstate 94. The complex would be about halfway between a non-tribal casino in Waukegan, Illinois, and the Forest County Potawatomi Gaming Facility in Milwaukee. Joey Owanape chairs the Menominee Kenosha Gaming Authority. He acknowledges the nearby competition for gamblers. But the question is, do they carry the entertainment and the excitement as well as Hard Rock does? And the answer to that is no, they do not. Gaming Authority Vice Chair Gary Besaw says the proposed ballroom would be perfect for weddings and corporate retreats. We're looking at enhancing what can happen in the Kenosha area. The Menominee and their partners are promising about $10 million per year in payments to Kenosha and Kenosha County after the complex would open. That's not enough to sway city resident John Bush. How many millions of dollars a year are we losing from companies that don't want to move in right next to a casino? How many millions of dollars are we losing when people flee our community because there's a casino less than a mile or two away from them? If the Kenosha Common Council okays the intergovernmental agreement Wednesday night and the Kenosha County Board signs on later this month, the Menominee and Hard Rock project would still need federal approval and the okay of Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers. For National Native News, I'm Chuck Kornbach. A new study looks at the economic changes brought about by the Winnebago tribe of Nebraska over the past three decades. Deborah Van Fleet has more. Ho-Chunk, Inc. sponsored the report by consulting economist Jonathan Taylor. Taylor's observations include the doubling of the tribe's middle class over the last 30 years. He attributes this to their multiple institutions, with about 3,500 jobs in Nebraska, South Dakota, and Iowa in 2022, and a combined payroll of nearly $200 million. And that surprise change is really what American Indian economic development has been endeavoring to achieve across the country. And this is in a remote Plains tribe in the poorest county of Nebraska. Among the tribe's entities are its oldest and largest, Ho-Chunk, Inc., as well as several for-profit and non-profit institutions, including a college, a hospital, and a community development corporation. He says the tribe's ability to thrive gained momentum with its steps to diversify from the gaming industry back in the 1990s. Lance Morgan, founder and CEO of Ho-Chunk, Inc., the tribe's economic development corporation, calls the tribe's multi-institutional approach key to its success. He says failing to do this is one reason poverty is intractable on many reservations. 
unless you unleash the natural abilities of tribal people through these institutions, you never go anywhere. We have been really focused on this development of institutions and people across the board. And what's happening is, is that natural organic growth is happening. Morgan says their population has grown by 30% in the last eight years. I'm Deborah Van Fleet. Condolences are pouring in for Klee Benali, who passed away over the weekend, his family announced on social media. The indigenous musician, advocate, and land defender was well known for his work on protecting sacred sites in Arizona. A cause of death was not listed. He was 48 years old. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support by Vision Maker Media, envisioning a world changed and healed by understanding Native stories and the public conversations they generate. 45 plus years of Native stories and Indigenous knowledge through film and media can be found at visionmakermedia.org. More tribes are using drones from Cayuse Native Solutions to economically collect data for disaster response, aerial inspections, and more. More about drone services available at CayuseNativeSolutions.com who support this show. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network. Happy New Year. This is Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. Are you heading to the gym later to start getting back into shape? Are you having a salad instead of leftover lasagna for lunch? You are not alone if you choose the first week of the year as a time to get started on improving your health or renewing your outlook on important matters, like work or relationships. If you're like most people who take on the challenge, you'll need more than willpower to follow through. That's where today's show comes in. We have motivational strategies along with personal insights from experts to help you stick to your goals. Join the conversation. Share what challenges you are taking on in 2024 and how you intend to get there. Are you looking to find a new job? Would you like to go back to school? Tell us your New Year's resolutions at 1-800-996-2848. That's also 1-800-99-NATIVE. From San Diego, California, we're joined now by DJ Eagle Bear Vanis. He is a motivational storyteller, host of the PBS special Discovering Your Warrior Spirit, and author of Warrior Within, published by Pandem, excuse me, by Penguin Random House. He's a member of the Ottawa Nation. Happy New Year, DJ, and welcome back to NAC. Happy New Year, Sean. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Absolutely. Also joining us from Southern California is Sifu Joanne Wabiska. She is a co-founder and instructor of Ikata Training Center. She is also the U.S. Savate team president and coach. She is Métis Cree. Welcome back to you too, Joanne, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. Thank you. It's a, it's a blessing to be here with you. And joining us from Albuquerque, New Mexico, is Tanea Winder. She is a poet, a writer, and a motivational speaker. She is Southern Ute, P 
Pyramid Lake, Paiute, Diné, and his enrolled Duckwater Shoshone. Happy New Year, Tanea, and welcome back. Happy New Year, and so grateful to be here with you all today. It's wonderful to have all of you on the line. DJ, I'm going to start with you, and every year at my house, we watch uh, that big ball drop in New York City. And Sunday night, just like every year, as soon as that ball drops, the commercials for weight loss products and quit smoking products, they just begin flooding the television. What makes it so hard for us to stick with New Year's resolutions and goals? Oh, great question right out of the gate. Um, <clears throat> yeah, this is the time of year for making improvements, taking a bold new step, maybe in a direction we know we've wanted to for a while, but we just haven't gotten around to. And then the resolution come in and there's a lot of times a you know what it comes back to is people get frustrated because they have this audacious goal which is great but they don't have a game plan to get there and I'm a big believer in less is more but also having a, a solid game plan where you can track your progress you know where you're doing a few things consistently rather than trying to go you know, a million different directions. And I think that's what happens with the resolutions is people get overwhelmed because they put themselves in this place where they're, they're you know, have this big audacious <clears throat> goal without a plan. And those are hard to stick with. You know, in the end, the consistent things that we do over and over again are going to lead to the biggest results. So start small, stay small, but stay on the path and you're going to really see change. Start small. Okay. What about this? What if I were to just hold off a few more weeks and start tackling my goals in like, say, late January or even early February instead of right now? I mean, is there any harm in that? Because my challenge is like the holidays are so much fun. You're eating, you're hanging out and then boom, New Year's Day hits and everything just comes, it comes to like a screeching halt. And I just need like a little cushion there where I can kind of just gradually, you know, adjust. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I don't think there's any issue with that at all. The, the key is the commitment to the plan, you know, having a plan, first of all, and then committing to it. And if it takes, you know, and, and first of all, New Year's Day is a, is a random day, you know, to start change. We can do this at any time during the year, you know, when we sense, uh, you know, something that needs to, you know, that we want to pursue, that we want to achieve, that we want to change. We can institute that at any point. It doesn't have to be on January 1st. So if getting your plan together requires a couple of weeks, <clears throat> maybe, you know, the family time, you know, before everybody starts going back to school and back to work again, you want to enjoy that time off, uh, which we definitely need. You know, we need that recharge, reboot time. Uh, then by all means, you know, that, then that's part of your game plan. But the important part, again, is, is having one, being able to take small steps consistently, um, you know, so that you can get to the goal that you set. Okay, that's good to know, DJ, because I think that might be my strategy this year. I might just hold off a little bit before I dive into <laughs> my goals. But let's talk a little bit more about these plans that you mentioned. And also, like you talked about taking like little steps and kind of easing into these goals. Give us some examples, like a, a specific goal somebody might have and how they might go about achieving it. Yeah, when, when you talk about, you know, one of the big popular ones, like you said, the, <clears throat> you know, weight, weight loss, you know, healthy lifestyle, you know, the, those are goals that people often have. And when you have break that big goal into small steps, you can create a timeline and a game plan to get you there. Um, and so, so part of it, for, for instance, get, going back and getting in shape. Well, I'll give you this as an example. I did this with a, a buddy a few years ago. He hadn't been in the gym in years. <clears throat> and when I go in, 
I work out for, you know, 30, 45 minutes max. And, but the consistency is what matters. We, we went into the gym and we were in there for almost two hours. He just didn't want to quit. He was feeling good. He's like, I'm back, I'm back. And then the next day he couldn't get out of bed. He's like, my back, my back. You know, it's <laughs> how, how, how often are you going to do that? You know, when people go to the gym and they're just going all out, you know, and they're turning purple and they don't feel good, you're not going to be doing that the next day. You know, you're not going to want to come back in and do that day after day. So, for instance, getting back in shape, if you haven't worked out in a while, just go walk for a few minutes. You know, go walk for 10 minutes. Um, you want to start a healthy lifestyle, choose to have, add an extra fruit or vegetable into your meal that day. And then you build from there. Because when you do something, you know, consistently, that's when you start to create that magical energy that we need to accomplish our goals, which is momentum. You know, it starts leading us in a direction. All of a sudden, things get a little bit easier. Creating momentum is tough. Maintaining it is a lot easier. So that's what we're doing when we start to pursue a goal is we're starting to create that momentum. But, you know, little things lead to big results. And, okay. and But it's got to start small. I like what I'm hearing, DJ, and this all makes a lot of sense to me and I think our listeners too. But then, of course, another challenge is what happens when you get discouraged or there's like a setback how can we plan for those types of issues and what's the work around there? Cause I, I know so many people, they go, you know, they get started and they're, they're doing great. And then something happens at some point and then everything just kind of goes sideways. Yeah. It's a, well, we have this expectation of perfection, uh, which is not realistic. Yeah. We have to know that there's going to be setbacks. We're going to fall off the path every once in a while. We, that's going to happen. It's not a question of if the question is when it happens, how are you going to respond? And I think one of the important parts is knowing that it's going to happen before you go into it. We're all going to have off days. We're all going to have, you know, times where we, you know, kind of, like I said, step off that path. But this is why having a long view versus a short view is important. You know, where you want to go and what you want that to look like, keep that in your frame of mind as you move forward. But how you get there, sometimes you're going to fall down. But as long as you keep looking at where you're headed, that's most important. The other thing is having a good support system, having friends who hold us accountable, who are encouraging, but also are checking in with us. And we can do the same for them too. That's, you know, mutual support. And, you know, that's, that's traditional, you know, teamwork is, is critical, you know, when we're, when we're trying to grow and become a better version of ourselves and we can partner okay. up with people to do that. So that helps a lot. So it sounds like uh, we should share our goals with others and talk about them. Yes, and, and make sure that you do that with trusted partners, you know, um, and when you bring those people into the circle, you know, make sure that there is, you know, kind of you're asking clearly what you want from them. You know, can you check in with me once a week on this or, or however you want that to be, but also make sure that you're doing that with only, you know, a few people. I, I've found in my own life, the more you talk about a goal, you, you know, the less energy it has. Um, you kind of almost start depleting the, the, the tension behind it. You know, um, it, I guess it's less talk, more action, you know, okay. but, but being able to have some trusted folks in your circle to keep you moving forward, that's critical for anybody. We're all going to need support. We're all going to need encouragement. We shouldn't do it alone. If we're doing it alone, we're doing it wrong. You know, I was taught mm -hmm. we're, you know, by my elders that we're a lot more like bees and ants than we are like eagles. Uh, we need each other. We're better when we're with each other. So when we partner up that way, it, it keeps us on the path. You know, we talk about peer pressure. 
with our youth, like it's the worst thing that could, you know, that <clears throat> one of the biggest challenges they face. Peer pressure can be one of our best assets if we're surrounding ourselves with the right people. You know, they encourage us, they hold us accountable, they cheer us on, they're sometimes a shoulder to lean on when we need it, and we're going to need it, uh, and we can do the same thing for them as well. And we all get better. More like bees and ants instead of eagles. <laughs> I really like that, DJ. That's that's good information. And also, I, I like what you're saying about not talking too much about our goals because, I mean, I'm kind of like the reverse, almost like the opposite, because I'm actually sometimes kind of scared to talk about them at all because I think to myself, if I fail, I'm going to have to like answer to that to somebody at some point. So I'm like kind of closed lip, like, oh, geez, I'm just going to keep this to myself. At least until I make enough meaningful progress that I feel like, I've, like I'm moving forward. But, but we'll talk about that more. We're going to take a short break here. And uh, we are talking and discussing New Year's goals. What are your New Year's goals? Are you looking to get into better shape? Are you looking to maybe read more or maybe spend more time with family and friends? Maybe you've got an idea to start a business or go back to school. There are so many things, so many exciting ways that folks are gearing up for 2024. It's a whole new year, a time to reevaluate, reassess, and uh, come up with new perspectives and a new vision for what you want to accomplish. So give us a call and share your thoughts. What are your goals for 2024? 1-800-996-2848. We'll get updates on some big news stories from 2023 that were important to Native Americans. That includes the widening effect of the Medicaid fraud in Arizona that ensnared victims as far away as Alaska and the historic deadly fire in Hawaii. That's coming up on the next Native America Calling. Support for this program provided by Vision Maker Media, who envisions a world changed and healed by understanding Native stories and the public conversations they generate. Nurturing the next generation of storytellers with courage, generosity, creativity, respect, and commitment. 45-plus years of Native stories and Indigenous knowledge through film and media can be found at visionmakermedia.org, whose slogan is, Together We Are Vision Makers. Thanks for tuning in to Native America Calling today. We're getting ideas and strategies for taking on challenges, staying on track when you reach the inevitable setbacks. A lot of people set new goals for themselves at the start of the year. What do you hope to accomplish? Call us, let us know at 1-800-996-2848. We've got our phone lines open. Give us a call, don't be shy. 1-800-996-2848 to tell us what is on your list of objectives for the new year? And our first guest, DJ Eagle Bear Vanis, is a motivational storyteller among other positions. He's based in Southern California. And DJ, another question I want to ask you has to do with just maintaining an overall healthy or positive mindset. Because I feel like a big part of getting forward and, and moving ahead with goals is just to maintain a good positive energy overall. What's your thought on that? It is. That's a great insight, and it's kind of almost telling the ending of the story before you get there. 
you know, you're predetermining how it's going to end. And we do that by keeping that positive focus, staying optimistic, knowing that setbacks are going to happen, and that's perfectly okay. We're not supposed to do this perfectly. That's not the, the point. The point is to improve ourselves step by step, little by little, and we can always do that. That's the other thing that I think gets exciting about this time of year is there's always things to improve, and we don't have to do this dramatic wide sweep and recreate ourselves every new year. It's just these small improvements, and knowing that we can is critical. Uh, you know, that mindset of it can always be a little bit better. We can always do a little bit more. Like Emeril Lagasse, you know, the chef says, you know, <laughs> let's kick it up a notch. Bam! You know, just, just a, tapping a little bit more of who we are and what we can do leads mm-hmm. us to these higher and higher planes in life. And, and the best part is, Sean, we can do it sustainably. I mean, we can do that for a lifetime. What we, mm-hmm. what we don't do very well is trying to do it all in one day. And like I said, with the gym example, somebody goes in it. you know, our warriors back in the day, they didn't shoot an arrow once and say they were a good hunter. You know, it's like, this is stuff that you have to do consistently. You have to do it with focus, um, on purpose, with purpose. And when we do that, you know, there's, there's no limit to how good we can be at who we are and what we can do, but it's got to start small. And that's the way that we can do it consistently and we can do it long-term. Okay, this is all really good information. This is stuff that people can use uh, going forward. And DJ, another term we hear a lot in coordination with goals and resolutions is this whole idea of like willpower. And people will talk about mental toughness too, and just having that discipline. And I know in your PBS series, uh, Warrior Spirit, you talk about that. You talk about mental toughness. And, and what does that mean to you? Yeah, me- well, mental toughness is the ability to absorb whatever life may throw our way. And we never know quite what that is, you know, but, it, but it's about bouncing back. It's about, <clears throat> you know, resiliency, grit, those terms that we hear about quite a bit. And our warriors in the past were great examples of this. Um, our warriors were trained in the, in the way that they came up and they were mentored and they were conditioned and the, the trainings that they went through, the ceremonies, exposure to the elements. It was all designed to get people to be comfortable being uncomfortable you know, being able to handle that type of adversity without losing heart, without losing, you know, getting into that negative mind swirl that we go down to. And it's absorbing, you know, whatever may come our way. You know, Rocky, who was a character I think everybody can relate to, you know, had a great mm-hmm. quote about mental toughness. And the quote was, you know, it's not about how hard you can hit, it's how hard <laughs> you can get hit and keep moving forward. You know, which is a great quote about resiliency. You know, not how hard we can hit, how hard can you get hit and keep moving forward. Um, and there's that ways that we can do that um, um, on purpose. That's and, a really, you know, I'm sorry, that's a really good oh, yeah. Stallone impression, by yeah. the way. <laughs> I've been working on that all week. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you got it down. You got it down. Hey, we're going to take uh, our, our first caller of the year, first caller of 2024, none other than Chanupa, listening up in Pine Ridge, South Dakota on Keeley. Happy New Year, Chanupa. Hey, for the brothers and sisters that are coming on today's show, talking about the welcome of a new year. Mm-hmm. 
For many that don't understand languages, our way of life has always been positive with welcoming a new year, but we did it with prayer, song, and acceptance of our traditional way, and we made sure that we contributed everything in good faith, like how Caucasian folks do it. They make these resolutions and vows. Our way was welcoming it good, so just like the brother said, it didn't take one arrow. Well, when we did that welcoming of a new season, we prayed so that we would always have a productive hunt. So I wanted to contribute that to you guys, the Native American calling. Keep up the good work, and you too, Sean. Much love to you, and Happy New Year to you guys. Ha-ho from Pine Ridge. Well, much love to you, Chanupa, and we'll remember that. Uh, prayer, song, traditional ways, uh, that's another way, a more Native way to approach goals and resolutions. And with that, let's go ahead now and bring our next guest into the conversation, Sifu Joanne Wabiska. Again, she's the co-founder and instructor of Akata Training Center. She's a martial artist. And uh, Joanne, again, appreciate you joining us. And I know that working out, going to the gym, that's on many people's New Year's resolution lists. And as a martial arts instructor, how do you encourage people to stick with a physical fitness routine? Well, for anything that is a goal that you want to have an intention to accomplish or get better at, there is something we really practice, and we have it as a little slogan. We say, train your brain to train your body. And what does that mean is that uh, it means to go inward and just be calm and breathe and follow your breath. And being able to go inward, believe it or not, we have like over 70,000 thoughts a day as an adult. That's a lot of, that's a lot of thinking. And so you have <laughs> to feel um, that, um, that stress from wanting to accomplish and then that stress of always wanting to provide and be in that flight or flight scenario does not help the body, does not help your mind to accomplish any goal. And say, for example, if you want to lose weight or you want to improve your body uh, or your stamina and your resilience, is that the stress cortisol hormone does not help that. We're always in flight. It's natural to have that fear or that hormone to, to, to be developed in you as an as a, as a awareness or as an alert that something's happening, something's going to hurt you. But that, that is not how we should live on a day-to-day basis. And some of us, most of us do. We get stressed by just being in life and, and uh, wanting to just be uh, living where we're having challenges in our life. And it, of course we do. But if we go inward and we just be calm and breathe, there's no way when you start breathing that your body can think of those emotional thoughts and those uh, thoughts that put you in that treadmill of repetition of, in a rut that you can't get out of. And you want to change what you you are living and experiencing, but you keep doing the same thing over and over. And this is one way that I found, and I appreciate martial arts and the practice, is that going inwards and being calm and breathe then gives you a command. That's like your superpowers are inside there. And mm-hmm. it's like prayer. It's like uh, all our elders would do the same. And and this is now just what we do. I do in martial arts and teaching people to be able to improve their mindset by going inwards. And yes, breathing is the okay. first thing. Be calm and breathe. And then the next, of course, is we're naturally wanting to move. We're 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 designed to move, like Bruce Lee said, uh, "Be like water." 
and be oh, like water yeah. is to adapt. We don't, uh, water doesn't, when it has a, a rock in the way, it doesn't get upset and angry and, and, and feel, why me? Why is this happening? No, it just goes <laughs> around it. Okay, okay. <laughs> and, Joanne, I, I want to take a step back as you talk about breathing, the importance of like looking within. And can you share like any simple breathing exercises with our listeners that they can do at home? Absolutely. Um, first, it's, it's called mindfulness. A mindful breathing and you just get yourself comfortable you can sit down in a in a chair or lay down uh, get yourself just in a comfortable position feet down and and you're sitting there you can close your eyes and tilt down your chin and and then just then just go inwards and start to just feel your breathing and just start with that first. Just be aware of your breathing in, breathing in, breathing out, breathing in, breathing out. And then if you have an emotional state and you're really upset, then what you can do or what I do and what I practice and teach is a simple breathing. Take a deep breath in through your nose, five, maybe five counts, then hold for five counts. Just depends on what you can do. And then slowly exhale it out through your mouth. And you keep doing that, maybe you have to do it five to ten times. But what happens very, very quickly is you're no longer in that emotional state that got you all ramped up in fear or in anger or in sadness. It just puts you in a place of just letting go. And then your blood pressure will drop. Your breathing will relax. Your state of mind. You can't think of that angry thought anymore because <laughs> the body will put you in that state. It's just it's, it, it, it works for everyone. It, it's guaranteed to work. We cannot be in a nice breath. And what happens physically is that we're forced to breathe down into our diaphragm because we're being mindful of our breathing. And then we're no longer in a shallow breath where we're anxious and we just keep spinning. So that's the first thing. And then once you do that, then you can just stay in that state and be thinking thoughts and just let them go. You know, you're going to get those angry thoughts or those emotional thoughts or thoughts. And don't judge your thoughts. Just let it go in and out as you just follow your breath. And that's probably the first simple um, breathing exercise that I would mm -hmm. recommend. I also well, I just... teach the kiddos. Um, I'm sorry, I, I can go on and on about this because I do it. <laughs> well, I was I just going to share. I mean, I just did a few. I just did a few of those breaths myself, and I just became instantly relaxed. It was super cool just yeah. listening to you talk. Yeah. So, no, go on, uh, children. Yeah, I uh, I teach um, three to five year olds, and how do you get them to be still? Because that's everyone. I just want my child. Every parent wants their child to come into martial arts because of discipline and focus. And so we do the same thing with the, with the kids. And I do what we call bunny breaths and snake breaths and, and, and bumblebee breaths. And it's real simple. They're just fun breaths that they do. So the snake breath is you take a big inhale through your nose, and then you just slowly exhale it out like a snake, and you just sound like this. Inhale and then exhale. And that's your snake breath, and we do that a few times. And that puts them calm and alert, um, not necessarily going to sleep, but they're ready. They're in, okay. they're present, and they love doing it because it's imagining that they're a snake and, and they do the breath. Okay. Great information <laughs> here, Joanne. <laughs> yeah, no, these are good tips here, good good techniques. And um, what about uh, setbacks, especially, I mean, because you also coach, and, and what? how do you deal with an athlete or a competitor, and they've got a goal, and, 
you know, like DJ mentioned earlier, they've got that setback, something's in their way. And how do you help them work through those hurdles? Well, I want to just thank DJ for bringing up some wonderful things and tools. I really, he's spot on. I appreciate that. And that's exactly, it's resilience. And we do have bad days. We do have bad days. That's human. And what you do, you still show up. And you just give it what you have. And you just show up. Because just showing up is is 99.9% uh, of, of, of success right there. Just showing up and see what happens. Because all of us will negotiate. I mean, we do. I, I'll make and have imaginary excuses why I can't do something. And then <laughs> with awareness, you go, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. Why don't I just show up? <laughs> Um, so I, I think, um, I feel that's what we do with, um, coaching. It's not some days you don't want to. And I've had, let's see, I've had my, um, this will give you an example. I have young teenagers now, young adults going off to university and college who were also my junior fighters, but some of them have been with me for 10 years, 12 years. I've known them since they were four years old doing martial arts. And what I found from them is, and of course, good supportive parents. And, and, and resilience and building it up. They always wanted to quit. Everyone wants to quit martial arts sometime. And they're like, we, even though we like it, we just want to quit it because of other interests or this and that. But what I found from all of them saying is that they pursued, they overcame that wanting to quit and they don't regret it because it strengthened their resilience, their mindset, their discipline, because they knew uh, that if they kept on going, something will happen. And that was the support. And sure enough, it opens up the doors, that kind of discipline and resilience and respect for yourself uh, right. and showing up and understanding that you can accomplish anything. Really good strategies today here on Native America Calling. And we've got some good quotes too. Bruce Lee quote, Sylvester Stallone, Rocky quote, keep them coming. Or if you have a quote of your own, give us a call. Let us know what you do to help achieve your goals. Phone number 1-800-996-2848. And with that, let's take another caller, Clifton, listening in Albuquerque, New Mexico on KUNM. Happy New Year, Clifton. Happy New Year. Great show, you guys. I love all this talk. You know, I work in sales and, and visioning is so important in what I do. And when I was listening to your guest speaking about the breathing, you know, when I go to sleep at night, I do that breathing. And partly it's to get myself in uh, a state, uh, uh, I believe that was Tanaya that described uh, the snake method. But anyway, you get in a state that's called a hypnagogic state, where uh, you're sort of halfway between consciousness and unconsciousness. And I use that time as I'm falling asleep to say my self-affirmations, uh, sort of to help uh, me align my quantum particles in such a way that I manifest the things that I am affirming. And I wanted to uh, okay. ask uh, your guests' opinions about that kind of an idea for setting goals and helping achieve them. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Clifton. And uh, you were actually referencing Joanne's uh, comments with regard to the snake breath. This is getting deep. This is like starting to get philosophical, Joanne, like listening to this caller question, talk, talking about visualization and kind of like this hypnosis type of element. And I know that visualization, that's a big part of sports. It's a big part of combat sports, especially. So talk about that a little bit and how we can use visualization techniques to help us reach our goals. Well, it's 
it's believing, yes, and um, and and to have a DJ also express it in his way is that you have to have it already done. It's complete. It's absolute. Whatever your goal is, it's it's completed. Say it, you've accomplished it. Now you go back and you begin the journey to 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 accomplish because it, it's already accomplished. If that makes sense. So it's um you're it it's um believing where you're going is a successful journey and path and there's going to be challenges and so with affirmations or with breathing or meditation keeps you on that path we can do several paths okay we're gonna have to take another break here on native america calling but i encourage more callers let us know what are your tips what are your strategies what are your goals for 2024 1-800-996-2848 Pursuing a degree in higher education is attainable, and with a scholarship from Native Forward Scholars Fund, it is more affordable. From aerospace to veterinary medicine, as the largest direct scholarship provider to Native students in the U.S., Native Forward has empowered over 22,000 students from over 500 tribes in all 50 states in pursuit of their undergraduate, graduate, and professional degrees. Info and applications at nativeforward.org, who support this show. We're glad you're starting the year with Native America Calling. I'm your host, Sean Spruce. What do you hope the new year brings? What are you doing to make that happen in 2024? Give us a call, 1-800-996-2848. Our phone lines are open right now. Share your thoughts, 1-800-99-NATIVE. Let's bring Tanea Winder into our conversation now. She is a poet, writer, and motivational speaker. Tanea, thanks again for joining us this year, 2024, to kick it off. And I know that you recently spoke at the American Evaluation Association's annual conference. And at that event, you talked about words as seeds. Can you explain what that means and how it pertains to goal setting and resolutions like we're talking about today? Yes, thank you. Um, Words as seeds. It's a thing that I first heard from my, my mom. She always has this mantra of, um, you have to be careful of the words you say, the words you think, the words you speak, because once you speak, you give life to it. You know, words have the power to hurt and harm, but they also have the power to uplift and empower and heal. And, and because of this, you know, our words are sacred. Our words are sacred seeds that you plant into your heart or the heart of others. And you have to use that that power, your ability to plant words as seeds with great care, intention, and, and respect. And I think it just ties into a lot of what we're talking about today with the visioning and manifesting because you want to speak positively, you know, you want to speak hope, speak love over your life and and all that you connect with, all those you connect with to plant something to make this world beautiful. So it means not saying things like, I'm not going to apply for that promotion because when you say that, what you're really telling yourself, you're planting that seed that I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy. And so it really is about you know, doing what the last caller said, like really telling yourself, like, I'm worthy, I'm enough, I can help my people, I can do these things, and to plant those seeds, and to nourish those seeds, you know, it's like, um, I love the caller talking about, you know, about the power of prayer, but we also have the power to meet the prayer, you know, to, to do what we can each day to help that prayer, as if it is a seed planted as well, too, like, how are you nourishing it, doing those small steps, that DJ was talking about. How are you watering it? How are you um, just speaking those words over your life to really just help ground those beliefs and ground 
um, whatever you're working towards inside of your being and in your body, like Joanne was saying. Tanea, this is cool stuff. And, and I like this whole angle of the importance of words and, and how we frame words in our minds and how we use words. What are some other motivational messages that you've developed that, that help people with their goals? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's interesting because with goals, I, I think about this quote that I've heard. And I heard once, you know, that the longest distance we'll ever have to travel is the 16 inches between our hearts and our heads. And you know, that's because our head tells us one thing and our heart tells us another. And it's difficult to listen to what your heart is saying sometimes because of past traumas, wounds, soul ruptures. Um, so how do we begin to travel that distance? And it, it starts with the heart. You know, so healing starts with the heart first. And I think so much of these goals and these resolutions and these prayers we set for ourselves, it, it has to do with healing ourselves, healing our people. And so I think... Um, you know, love starts there. All of it starts there with the heart. And um, I think that gets to even what Joanne was saying, like when your head is speaking so loudly, like get into your body, get into your heart. So I've been incorporating that teaching into my talks, you know, heart first, that concept of heart first. Um, when it comes to doing your heart work, you know, the work you've been put on this earth to do. So I, I always try to start and encourage people to start each day similar to Joanne, like getting in tune with your mind, body, spirit, and heart by asking yourself, you know, what, what is my heart calling me to do today? Or what, 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 who needs the heart work that I'm bringing and, and how can I live heart first today? So that's um, a new motivational messaging I've been incorporating in my talks is just thinking about heart first heart work. Tanea, what about writing goals down, just keeping a journal? Do you think that helps with achieving goals and accomplishments? Absolutely. And I think doing it old school too, you know, writing it with a pen and paper on a mm -hmm. journal because it really gets your body activated and your mind working in a, in a different way. But I really think it's, it's a, writing it is another way of bringing that powerful pause that that comes from the breathing that, again, Joanne was mentioning, or it can help us figure out what are those small steps that, that DJ was um, talking about. And I think journaling is such an important part to really get to the root of our resolutions and our goals, like the why of it. You know, even just journaling to yourself some questions, you know, how is this resolution connected to who I'm becoming or who I've dreamt of becoming or, or what values of mine are connected to this goal or belief, like really finding out what's underneath, not, not just the superficial, I want to get healthy, but, but what's beneath that? You know, my parents, my kids deserve to have me around. My, my community, um, you know, deserves to have me fully present. So I want to make sure I'm, I'm showing up in, in a good way, in a healthy way. Um, and even, you know, in writing those things, like you can even broaden that perspective, you know, and, and give like a, a different view of it, you know, a bird's eye view. And um, one question I encourage people to journal too is even, what advice would my ancestors give me with this resolution? Or if I'm struggling with this goal, what would my ancestors tell me to help get That's me That's a through? good one. I like that a lot. What would our ancestors do? Well, Tanea, let's get personal here. Do you have any goals or resolutions that you set for yourself this year? Yes, I actually have a goal to write more, you know, writing my next book, <laughs> poetry, which I'm behind on. And so I, I did what DJ said yesterday. I did all right, just 15 minutes, right? 15 minutes. And it, and it went by so quickly. And I was surprised just the things 
and thoughts. You know, I'm I'm so surprised to hear we do 70,000 thoughts a day. Wow. So I got some of those <laughs> on paper, and it just really kind of showed me, okay, this is where I'm at. And we bop around from phone call to Zoom meeting to meeting, and we don't often take that time to pause and sit and think about, like, where is my heart at? Where is my spirit at? And so for me, writing and finishing my music album, it's got to happen this year. It's going to. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Off to a good start. Yeah. You know what else, Tanea, I'm thinking about just listening to you is I think a lot of times as human beings, we, we try and approach our goals from this really rational viewpoint. And yet as human beings, I mean, there's research that shows that we tend to actually be very irrational in terms of how we do things and how we like live our lives. So that whole notion, that whole concept of like the 16 inches between your head and your heart, that is a really long journey, right? Because so much can happen between what we think we wanna do and what our bodies actually wanna do, right? Like I think about that all the time, like with food, like I know what I'm supposed to eat, I know what a healthy meal is, but sometimes it's just so hard even though I know what's right. What's your thought? Yeah, I think so much of it is letting go of the need to be perfect because perfect doesn't exist and giving ourselves permission and grace to shift and adapt and, you know, reward ourselves instead of taking away things. You know, I'm not going to have that piece of pie for dinner, you know, like adding things, you know, I'm going to add more fruit to my diet or I'm going to add like a delicious smoothie that will still give me like the sweet taste I want. You know, and to really just think about um, how to not make it so we're taking things away from ourselves. But, you know, what am I giving myself with this? You know, mm -hmm. I think just really checking in like that can really just help shift the perspective. Like, what will I what will I gain if I stick on this path or what will I lose if I shift? And like, oh, I've actually been doing pretty good these past weeks. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lose too much. Let me just go ahead and give myself a little treat. All right, Tanea, most of our conversation today has been about personal goals, personal objectives and things like that. But what about if we're thinking about resolutions or goals from either a family perspective or even a community perspective? Do you have any words of advice for collective goals? Yeah, I love that. I love that collective goals because then we're, um, we're all planting this garden of seeds together, right? And then we each have... Um, in the game on how to how to make it successful and I think part of that too is just making room for that visioning and that celebration like not just waiting for the win to happen but just really like envisioning that success completing that goal together if you can with your family or as a community like let's plan how we're going to celebrate and honor what we've done or like let's do a little meditation or visualization like what does that win look like what are we doing how does it feel in our bodies so that way we can remember our bodies and tap into that um, when we need to get that motivation or when we feel like an obstacle has happened or we've slowed down like we're we're ready like we've had that celebration together we know what it feels like we're going to get there um, and I think just connecting with each other as much along the way you know like that 16 inches is the longest distance, right? But I also heard that the shortest distance between two people is a story. And so I think as long as we're sharing with each other, not just success stories, but like, hey, this is hard. This is how I'm struggling. 
we can do that that be your aunt mentality that DJ was talking about and really rely <laughs> on each other to help carry the load. Seventy thousand thoughts a day. Uh, we're more like bees and ants than eagles. Just a, lots of good little tidbits of information to take away here and apply in the new year with goal setting and just achieving whatever it is you want out of life. I think that's really what we're talking about today. Is just making the most of your life. And Joanne, back to you. What goals or uh, objectives have you set for yourself for this year? Wow. Well. Um... I really like the talk of heart, and it's funny that that is something that has um, been with me. I want to talk more from my heart. And uh, um, just when I got married, my husband and I were married by an elder up in Fort St. John, northern part of British Columbia, on Moberly Lake. And the elder could not, he only spoke Cree, and it was a pretty, it was a special time for me. And he'd say, talk from your heart, the only English he said, not your, talk from your heart, not your head. And I really, I, I want to really practice that. That's going to be my journey this year is to write more and to talk from my heart. Talk from your heart. DJ, how about you? What are your goals for 2024? Oh, uh, well, continuing to promote uh, my, my newest book, The Warrior Within, uh, incorporating more of those messages into the content, you know, and what I do in my keynotes and my workshops, constantly evolving and developing that. So I, I always get excited about that because it's, you know, one of the biggest joys is to be, to create. You know, it's a, it's a great feeling um, and to be in a constant state of doing that really keeps me inspired, you know, in the work that I do. Um, also just being more mindful you know, of being in the present moment, you know, we can only ever access life in this moment. The past is gone. The future may never be, <laughs> you know, all we've got is this moment to interact with life. And although life's never perfect, under any circumstance, it can always be good. And so I just try to keep those <clears throat> ideas in mind in everything that I do. But also, you know, just getting back to, you know, staying strong on, on, my health plan, uh, my exercise plan. Um, so it's not so much a reinvention in those things. It's a, it's a recommitment uh, to a path. And, and again, with those small steps. Um, but also celebra or, uh, celebrating the wins, you know, being more conscious of that. I think that's one of the best motivators we have is celebrating the victories that we have towards our goals. Uh, we often focus so much on where we come up short, where we didn't, you know, hit the mark we don't spend nearly as much time encouraging ourselves by saying, good job there. Uh, that was significant. You know, you, you had a win today or this week was great. This was solid. Um, and also right. learning to motivate ourselves by being an, an encourager and not cracking the whip. When we do that, we move faster, we get more done. Thanks, DJ. And today I'm thinking about, I mean, there's, we think of like goal setting, the whole self-help industry. Lots of books out there, lots of websites, lots of mobile apps, even helping people with goal setting. And can you recommend any reading or any other resources that you're familiar with that can really help our listeners in 2024 with their goals? Yeah, there's actually this um, journal called the Journal of Radical Permission, and it's by Adrian Marie Brown and Sonia Renee Taylor. And it's just it's called a journal of radical permission a daily guide for following your soul's calling and it just has so many 
lovely questions and prompts in there that I would recommend. Um, I think it's really great. And then the last thing is um, at the end of the year, I read this book called Rest as Resistance or Rest is Resistance. And it was just so powerful to really just read, you know, this woman and, and her research about, um, you know, our, our black relatives and, and slavery and all that they had to go through and endure. And for her having worked at like a daily grind, hustling job, like exhausting herself, thinking like, is this what my ancestors went through for me to still be using my body in this way and not be resting as this form of resistance and making sure I can, you know, get into my body and make choices from wise um, places. And so that book really just helped shift my perspective because, you know, being an entrepreneur, being somebody who's in the gig economy, doing keynotes and workshops, like it can be a big hustle, you know, like you have to promote yourself and then travel and do all these things. And it's really made me slow down a little more to prioritize like cooking and trying to eat better and, and walking and exercising. And so I think that's a really good book just to remind us that we all deserve rest, that we all deserve to have that peace and happiness. We're going to have to go ahead and show uh, slow this conversation down as we wind down the show. But I want to encourage anybody listening right now, if you didn't get a chance to call in, connect with us on social media. We've got Facebook. We've got Instagram. We've got our website, NativeAmericaCalling.com. Share any goals you have, any resolutions you've set for yourself, or any tips that you use to achieve whatever it is you're hoping to accomplish this year in 2024. Let's start the new year off to a good start, a healthy start, a native start to the year. And with that, I want to thank all of our guests today, DJ Vanis, Joanne Wabiska, and Tanea Winder for a really, really helpful and enlightening conversation. We're back tomorrow to look at some of the big news events in 2023 that we will no doubt hear more about in the coming year. Hope you'll join us. I'm Sean Spruce. Support by the Intertribal Agriculture Council. Have you or someone you know experienced discrimination in USDA lending programs before January 1st, 2021? The USDA Discrimination Financial Assistance Program, DFAP, is a limited one-time program to provide financial support to ranchers, farmers, and forest landowners discriminated against by USDA lending programs. Interested producers must apply by January 13th. More info and application assistance at indianag.org. Happy New Year! Now is a great time to start new habits that will keep you healthy. Eating right, getting plenty of exercise and enough sleep are key to a healthy lifestyle. Talk to your healthcare provider about changes you can make to let the new year be one of your best years. For more information, contact your local Indian healthcare provider or visit healthcare.gov. A message from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Native America Calling is produced in the Annenberg National Native Voice Studios in Albuquerque, New Mexico by Kwanak Broadcast Corporation, a native nonprofit media organization. Funding is provided by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting with support from the Public Radio Satellite Service. Music is by Brent Michael Davids. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.